This is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hey, gang. How's everybody feeling on a Tuesday, January the 17th? Hope you guys are doing all right. Feeling pretty good here in the KDA studio. We'll see how this next couple of hours unfolds. A big thank you for tuning in with us today on the Workday Red Zone. Coming at you all over, from all over the Ticket Radio Network. On your radio dial, multiple places online, 953theticket.com. On the go, on your tune-in app by searching for KNEA. If you'd like to shout at the program today, 870-930-3776 is the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. You can also shout at us on social, facebook.com slash the ticket radio is where you can find us, well, clearly on Facebook. And then also on Twitter, I'm at Kara underscore Richie. You can find today's poll question by using the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara, joined in studio for hour one by producer Alex Galbraith. Hey, 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 happy Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, everybody present and accounted for. What do we got going on today? At 1.30, we'll have our weekly check-in with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. Looking forward to that. No audio or anything on the slate today, as we'll get into that tomorrow. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's what uh, that's what today is going to look like. A lot of opportunities for you guys to weigh in on the phones. Looking at some news and notes that we'll dive into today. One month from today. Arkansas State Baseball is going to take the field for the first time to open the 2023 season. The Red Wolves are going to begin the schedule with a home series against UAPB and will host a program record 35 home games this season at Tomlinson Stadium, Kell Field. Non-conference play highlighted by trips to Arkansas and Mississippi State. Also going to include a home-and-home series against uh, reigning College World Series champion, Ole Miss. So Sunbelt Conference play will begin two months from today on Friday, March the 17th. St. Patty's Day. Wonderful scene in green uniforms around college baseball that day. Uh, meanwhile, Arkansas State football continues to add commits from the transfer portal. We told you about one yesterday in linebacker commitment Gavin Potter, a player who began his career at Kansas. Also think we might have a offensive line commit to talk about today in Ole Miss transfer Jalen Cunningham. More on him coming up later. In additional news, the Memphis Grizzlies walloped the Phoenix Suns yesterday, winning by the final score of 136 to 106, 10 in a row for Memphis now. They'll be back at it tomorrow night, and uh, in that game tomorrow night, Grizzlies going to be hosting. A very good Cavaliers team. If you haven't been paying attention to what's going on in the East Conference, they're up there in the rankings. That one's going to tip off at 7 o'clock. And I do believe we're going to have that coverage for you right here on the ticket. Uh, Because of last night's game, because it's about uh, just a little bit more than the midway point of the NBA season, because we haven't thrown an NBA question of of the day at you in a while. I thought we would do so today. And I want to know today for our KavanaughCars.com question. How deep of a run will the Memphis Grizzlies make in this year's NBA playoffs? Four answers that uh, we've thrown at you guys today because there are four possible <laughs> possible options in a poll question on Twitter. So this one fits really well. But, of course, you can think that they are, or say that the Grizzlies are going to be one and done 
just make it to that first series and then uh, not have uh, any more games to play after that, you can predict the Grizzlies will make it to the conference semifinals or the conference finals or make your bold prediction that the Grizzlies will get to play in the NBA finals this season and for the first time in, in franchise history. So that would be a, a big and bold prediction. After last night's win, the Memphis Grizzlies are still atop the Western Conference standings. They've been kind of, you know, back and forth with Denver. Basically, it depends on who's playing that day as to whether or not the Grizzlies or the Nuggets are, uh, if, if either one of them in particular is leading the division or if they're tied or what. But both teams right now sitting there with uh, even 30 and 13 records. Of course, that means in a 82-game season, uh, doing a little math here on the fly, you got 39 games left this year. So again, just a, a couple of ticks over the midway point in the NBA schedule this season. Now, while the Grizzlies have been really hot, obviously 10 games in a row is uh, is an excellent number. The Nuggets certainly haven't been that far off. Uh, they've won six straight, and they've won eight out of their last 10 as well. So that's uh, right now the Grizzlies' main competition for that number one spot in the Western Conference. When you look at, you know, last night's game, look, I, I really enjoyed watching it. You know, first off, Look, so much of today's conversation, for me, I'm going to be honest up front, is going to be driven by a homer perspective. Uh, I love the Grizzlies. I love watching Ja and these other players play this season. So I want to be very clear today when we're talking about this team that I am I'm coming from a place of deep, deep bias. <laughs> and I'm definitely viewing this question through some Bill Street blue-colored glasses. So I want to be very upfront on that throughout the entire program. But uh, but I loved watching the Grizzlies absolutely pummel the Suns last night on national TV and hearing what these national broadcasters were saying about this team and its its potential going forward. Uh, I got home, you know, had to go run some errands after work, all of that good stuff. So unfortunately, I didn't get to in front of the TV until just a little bit into the third quarter. And when I turned on the TV... I think that maybe it was, we'll say Memphis had like a four-point lead there in the third quarter. It was still really early. And so, you know, it was kind of back and forth. And then I swear if you blinked, you just missed complete and total Grizzlies domination. Because as, as soon as I can hardly even get settled, all of a sudden the Grizzlies were up eight. The Grizzlies were up 12. The Grizzlies were up 20. And of course, at that point, there was clearly no looking back. And there was, uh, it was a, a very very decided game as far as who was going to be able to come out on top after that third quarter where the Grizzlies went out and outscored the Suns 39 to 23 points. What I enjoyed about that third quarter there for Memphis is we saw just a little bit of everything that makes the Grizzlies so good right now and so hard to deal with. Of course, of course, uh, not just in that quarter, but throughout that game, you had Jobby and Ja who scored 29 points, was only on the court for 27 minutes. You had Bain being Bain, who was also only on the court for 27 minutes. He scored 28 points. I did think it was a little bit interesting last night in the way these guys got their their scoring done. Uh, Ja had a really good night from three. He was five for eight. Meanwhile, Bain only had four three-point attempts, and he was a lot more aggressive in in driving to the hoop and actually ended up with uh, more free throws because of it. So it was a little bit of a role reversal for those guys, but... You know, they excel in multiple different roles. So even though it might have been just a little bit different in terms of how they got the points on the board, um, still not necessarily anything hugely out of the ordinary because those guys are just both so versatile players. 
Um, I, I know at one point in time there in, in the third quarter, it was like Jaron Jackson Jr. went on his very own personal little 6-0 run uh, where he had a couple of back-to-back big buckets and then also had some um, free throws to go on top of it. So he ended up with 18 points. Oh, and eight rebounds. Oh, and six blocks and two steals and an assist, which is pretty ridiculous. And you just look up and down this Grizzlies box score from last night. There were six players in double figures. And really, there could have been eight, except for the fact that Dylan Brooks and Steven Adams hardly played at all last night because what was the point? I mean, they weren't needed uh, to be able to go out and get a dominating win. So why not get everybody as rested as you possibly could? Again, six players in double figures. You had three players with eight or more rebounds. You had three players with six or more assists. You had multiple players with multiple blocks. Or, excuse me, steals. Multiple players with multiple steals. And then you had just Jaron Jackson Jr. doing all the damage inside with the blocks. And got to be a guy right now that's in the conversation, if not leading the conversation, for Defensive Player of the Year. So you look at the Grizzlies right now, and you've got... The most athletic player in the association in John Morant. You've got the best defensive player in the association in the association in NJ3. You've got the best rebounder, if not overall, then at least offensively in Steven Adams. And you've got the best backup point guard in Tyus Jones. you got a lot of really, really, really good things going your way if you're a Memphis Grizzly or even just a Memphis Grizzly fan. And it's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so far this season. But, of course, they're not playing in a vacuum. There's going to be some tough challenges along the way. And, by the way, a lot of this 10-game win streak has been against teams that are below 500 or even really, really, really bad, even worse than that, like the Spurs and and, and the Magic. So certainly not going to be set in stone that this Grizzlies team is going to have a deep run. They're going to have some challenges along the way, and we'll look at some of those throughout the course of today's show. Again, our KavanaughCars.com question today, how deep of a run will the Memphis Grizzlies make in this year's NBA playoffs? At the beginning of the program, we mentioned might be some commitment news for the Red Wolves. So we're going to follow up on that when we come back here in this noon hour Brought to you by David Martin, Office Interiors. But we need to step aside for our first break. Phone lines open during the break at 930-3776. Right back, right after this, here on The Ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. If you're craving a sweet, delicious, mouth-watering treat, head to Crumble Cookies of Jonesboro. Crumble's cookie menu rotates weekly. Hey, Charlotte, tell us about the flavors we can savor this week at Crumble. This week's Crumble specials are chocolate crumb featuring Oreo, honey bun, raspberry donut, cowboy cookie, classic pink sugar, and of course, their signature milk chocolate chip. Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. Download the Crumble Cookies app or go to crumblecookies.com. You'll eat every last crumb. A good friend and customer of mine went to a college graduation not long ago, and he sat for a long time. He told his wife, this is a very long time, and I don't know if I can sit in a chair this long again. Kelly said, Reba looked at him and said, how long do you sit in a deer stand at one time? End the conversation. Best price, best service. Glenn Sane, God bless our troops. 
Farmers, before you book your 2324 corn and milo, call Pico Foods. Pico Foods is buying both new crop and stored corn and milo right now at competitive prices. The eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth generation family owned business, Pico Foods believes in supporting local producers, so they buy corn and milo from farmers year round and at always competitive prices. Call today in Arkansas, Missouri, David Durham or James Chester, 870 202 7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, contact Craig Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601 670 9383. The great taste of 1812 pizza that you've enjoyed for years in Manila and Jonesboro has made its way to downtown Paragon. That's right. The newest 1812 pizza location is now open at 223 North Pruitt Street in Paragon. And they're bringing the area's best selection of pizzas, sandwiches, and salads with them. Dine in with them downtown or enjoy it at home with carryout. There are now more ways than ever to enjoy 1812 pizza on Ray Street and Hilltop in Jonesboro and now at 223 North Pruitt in downtown Paragon. Eat local with 1812 Pizza Company. We love watching A-State crash the boards during basketball season. Beginning into a crash while on the road is a different story. Collision Repair in Jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day lives. You need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back into the shop for missed details. Collision Repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Call Collision Repair at 935-9482. The Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo, the largest bridal expo in the region, is coming up Sunday, January the 29th. This is our 26th year for the Bridal Expo, where we've connected over 7,000 brides with businesses all over the area to create their dream wedding. For booth space for the Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo, contact Lori at 870-930-0910. That's 870-930-0910. It's the largest bridal expo in Northeast Arkansas. Sunday, January 29th at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center in Jonesboro. Don't delay. Call for Booth space today at 870-930-0910. The sun's shining, birds are singing, and all feels right in the world. Until the season changes, and suddenly everything seems darker, less lively, and you lose your motivation to get out of bed. If you struggle with depression, you're not alone. In fact, one in five people experience some form of depression, and no matter the time of year, it may affect your behavioral or physical ability to live a happy life. At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, we understand what you're going through, and we're here to help. Our vision is to build a mentally healthy nation for all, because we want you to live your best life and be your best you all year round. We work every day to eliminate stigma, combat mental illness and substance use disorders, and advance mental wellness. If you or someone you love needs help, you are not alone. Please visit mentallyhealthynation.org to learn more. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Alex with you for this noon hour brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. How deep of a run will the Memphis Grizzlies make in this year's NBA playoffs? 36% of you homers are saying that they will make it to the NBA finals. It's a leader in the clubhouse right now. Oh, that number just jumped up a little bit. We'll check back on that poll here in a little bit. By the way, I'm in, maybe you're not all homers. Maybe you truly think, hey, the Grizzlies might be a team to beat this year. One of the reasons, you know, I, I do enjoy some of the national broadcast in, in the NBA 
sometimes you get your your hopes validated you know like last night of course uh with the grizzlies they they had a conversation late in that game where you know the the outcome was clearly decided there were conversations about among the broadcast team about how deep a run the grizzlies could go and if this could be their year i liked what i heard but again, I'm a little biased. Let's go to Zach on the Right Fiber Hotline. How are you? Good. What's up, Kara? Hey, what's up, man? I'm a little biased, too. You're yeah. not alone. Yeah, it's all right. Hey, look, I feel like as long as people admit they're biased, it's okay. I, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with being a homer. I just feel like there's it's wrong when you try and hide it. I don't see why you're being biased, though, because barring injury, I mean, they got everybody back, right, from last year? I mean, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, except for who, there was one, was it Melton that was on this team last year that they traded? I think, yeah, I think you may be right about that. But, but the key component yeah. from last year's team are back. I don't see why there's any reason not to be optimistic. They can't, at least, at the very, at, at, at the very least, get back to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Yeah, you would uh, you would certainly think you'd certainly hope based on the type of season that they've had, and of course, yeah. assuming assuming health moving forward as well. I guess Denver's their big, it's going to be their biggest obstacle in the West. Yes. Yeah, I think so, and and I also you know I'm a little nervous about about the Warriors because it's kind of one of the, they they've had the Warriors number a few different times in the regular season, but then you flash back to the playoffs just last year, and I know they weren't 100 percent healthy in in the playoffs, but I've kind of always had that feeling of, of to be the best, you got to beat the best. And even though the yeah. Warriors are certainly not the jug- juggernaut that they were, what, like six years ago, they're still right. a, pretty, a pretty darn good, pretty experienced uh, team and, and franchise that's used to winning. So I'm not quite ready to, to count them out either. Right. It's, it's almost like the Celtics and the Pistons back in the 80s when the Celtics kept on beating the Pistons, you know, and got to the finals. And then the Pistons finally were able to get over the hump and beat that aging Celtics team with the Larry Bird and them. And you kind of see the same thing with uh, Memphis and Golden State, you know. Yeah. Steph Curry's been the, you know, uh, you know, won a fourth title. And, you know what I mean? Warriors have been the best team in the in the West for, years, for the past several years, you know what I mean? Yeah. They for the most part. And, and even when they've, you know, last year they didn't necessarily have that insanely powerhouse regular season. They still, you know. That season still turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's that about? Uh, did y'all watch any football last night? I had the game on. I, I, yeah. I probably quit. I, you know, I turned to it late because I watched the entire Grizzlies game, so I missed a little bit there in the first quarter. And I'll be honest with you, I had it muted at the half. Right, right. You know, they kind of made things slightly interesting there uh, towards the end of the game. Uh, Tampa did, but. Yeah, Dallas finally got you know they, they broke that broke that that losing streak against Tom Brady and uh, this just wasn't the Tampa team we saw three years ago when they won the Super Bowl. No, and I'm curious you you know some more about you know his time with the Patriots than than I would even begin to to even know where to start. But is this the worst this year? The worst, or at least it didn't Gotta start be. out the worst, but the 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 most unhealthy offensive line he's ever played behind. I'd say so. I'd say I'd say so. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, that was that was tough to watch. That was tough to watch. But you got to, you know, it's it's they don't fall on Tom Brady's shoulder solely. I mean, I don't think you know, the they couldn't stop that that Dallas uh, 
that Dallas defense was tearing them up, and uh, Dak Prescott was on fire. What four four touchdowns? Yeah, he had. He, look, he looked great. And when when Dak is able to shine like that, you know he's he's pretty unstoppable. He looked he looked very very good. And then I guess who was it? Was it like Micah Parsons had so many issues with last night? Yeah. Anyhow, but yeah, uh, we'll say I don't think they're going to beat so fortunate against San Francisco next round. I think San Francisco's uh, uh, going to tear them a new one. I do too. You do. You do kind of wonder, you know, if if at any point the Mister Irrelevant Magic is going to run run out because he's just exceeded every single possible expectation that anybody could have yeah. ever even dreamt up for Brock Purdy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know what you mean, but but maybe not. You know, I'm I'm sure he's, I'm sure at this point in time he's been uh, he's had naysayers throughout his career, and, and certainly so far so good uh, this year for the Niners. Right, right. Uh, let's see here. So Memphis out west. Who were the front runners in the East? Oh, Boston. Boston by is it Boston by far? Or Boston by by a little bit. I mean it's. Is Milwaukee behind them somewhere close, trailing? Standings-wise, I think it's Boston by a little bit, but I think team-wise, I'm kind of got Boston circled by a little bit more than that. And actually, they're a little bit. Uh, there's a little bit more separation between um, Boston and the next two teams than I realize. Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee are both four and a half back, and then you've got uh, Philly and Cleveland that are five back. Oh wow! What about uh, what about Milwaukee? Yeah, four and a half back. They're they're okay. right there with Brooklyn, yeah. So those so oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn and Milwaukee tied for second right now in the Eastern Conference standings. I don't want to see another NBA Finals like last year, but that was was that a sweep? They they sweep Boston last year. It was bad enough last year that I've kind of blocked it out of memory, and I can hardly even tell you hardly even tell you what happened in uh, in tw- in the twenty twenty two Finals. I'm gonna have to look it up. I don't remember hardly at all how that unfolded. Yeah. Other than wow. uh, other than the Warriors just going out and, and dominating, yeah, Boston just was like didn't show up for that. For that I mean, I I don't remember nothing about it because it was one of the most boringest NBA finals in recent memory. And here's the deal, actually, Zach. In terms of in terms of wins and losses, it was closer than I remembered because it was actually a six game series. But Are you the, serious? Yeah, but I think the mm. thing is, is like individually, I don't remember a lot of the the individual games being that close yeah so i think that kind yeah. of skews the memory that you know it feels like there was not a there was not a single game in last year's final that was decided by under 10 points wow yeah i like i said i don't remember much about it Kara. i mean i know it was, I, I expected more i, I expected to be more exciting than what it was because they got some good talent on that boston team you know but uh anyways well, guys, that's all I got. But yeah, I think uh, at the very least they can get to that conference finals, and hopefully everybody healthy, they can get to the uh, the championship next year. Okay. This year, rather. All right, I like it. See ya. See ya. Bye. Zach leaves the phone lines open at nine three zero three seven seven six. How deep of a run will the Grizzlies make in this year's NBA playoffs? Uh, we talked a couple times, or mentioned a couple times today, that you know there's con- continue to be recruiting news for Butch Jones and Arkansas State football. Which, by the way, happy birthday to Arkansas State head football coach Butch Jones. Uh, Brett McMurphy points out on Twitter that he turns 55 today, and he is the fourth oldest Sunbelt head coach and 44th oldest overall in FBS. And I guess uh, 
over the past couple days, a few early birthday presents. So we mentioned Gavin Potter uh, yesterday, and now the news uh, that Jalen Cunningham, who is a former Ole Miss offensive lineman, has committed to Arkansas State. And hat tip to Logan Whaley of KAIT. As uh, with his eagle eyes, he noticed that Cunningham had updated his Twitter bio. Of course, now it says Arkansas State offensive line. So we'll tell you more about Jalen Cunningham in a moment. But it's a busy day on the Right Fiber Hotline. Let's check in with Bootsy. How are you? I'm doing well, and uh, I don't watch the NBA a whole lot, but the Grizzlies are a fun team to watch. And my heart pick is that they will make it to the finals. Okay. Headwise, I don't watch enough to be able to make an intelligent uh, uh, decision, but I, I would love to see them in the finals. I'd love to see them win the thing, as a matter of fact. Okay. I'd be now, fine as with for the that. Dallas Cow- yes. Now, as for the Cowboys, I was uh, happy uh, for the outcome last night. I still don't trust Dak. <laughs> Until he gets them to the Super Bowl, I don't trust him. Okay. <laughs> he. Now, last night was a good night, but um, the biggest thing is that he didn't throw interceptions, and that's been a big problem this year. He just throws interceptions this year, a couple of games, uh, you know, for several games there in a row. But if he doesn't throw interceptions, and if they can run the ball, you know, pretty well, then they've got a shot. Uh, But I do know this. They need to make all their extra points if they're forced enough to get into the end zone against San Francisco. I was I was about to ask you, what in the world was up with the Cowboys kicker last night? Never in my life have I seen a kicker anywhere miss four extra points at any level. Now, we didn't have much of an extra point kick when I was in high school, but we didn't score four touchdowns anyway in the game, so you, we, never, we never got that chance, but... I don't know what, plus, uh, I think he missed his last one in the previous game, so he actually missed five in a row before he finally hit that last one. Uh, Whatever's in his head, I hope he gets it out next week. (laughs) See, I feel like, I feel like I had that guy, and and not to bore you guys with stories about my fantasy team, because I know nobody, nobody cares, but, but this guy was on my fantasy team, and he, he didn't suck. He didn't suck through the through the rest oh, of the season, so I couldn't wrap my head around why why it was oh, such an issue re- last night. He's a really good kicker. He's got great range. I think he only missed three extra points all year long, and he missed that many and more last night. But yeah, he's he's a really good kicker, very dependable. But last night, uh, maybe someone else masquerading uh, in his jersey. I don't know, but that was I've never seen that before in my life. Uh, too many missed uh, extra points. But uh, anyway, the 49ers will be more than a handful. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, obviously I hope the Cowboys win. They may win, they may not. We'll just, we'll just go see. Uh, but uh, they can't. I will say this. They cannot throw interceptions. And if they don't run the ball well, I don't think they'll win that one either. Is that one on Saturday or Sunday coming up? You know, I don't even know. All right, we'll double check. We'll go through that uh, for that. We'll go through that next round schedule here in just a bit. It's, yeah, I mean, it was. I was surprised to see that this game was on. Have they done Mondays? I mean, uh, Mondays before that, or was it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. What is today anyway? Tuesday. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was surprised to see a playoff game on a Monday. Uh, 
at a certain point in time, it, it just feels like the NFL is trying to, to dominate our weeks every single day. So I don't slowly know. Slowly but surely. Yeah, slowly, <laughs> slowly but surely they just want to completely and totally own the sports calendar. They already own it this time of year pretty much anyways. And um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I feel like every year, Bootsy, I forget more than I remember. So in terms of how many Monday night playoff games we usually see, I, I genuinely don't, do not recall. Well, you know, we live in an age where more more and more things change more and more frequently, so it's hard to keep up with everything. Stadium yeah. names, you know, you just, <laughs> it's a tough, it's a tough thing. So, yeah, that's the world in which we live. Yeah. Well, I guess that's all I've got today. Well, Booty, we appreciate the phone call. Thank you much. We'll see you. 9303776 is the number to call. I tell you what, let's talk Jalen Cunningham here while we got uh well nobody's nobody's on hold so we can get caught up on that information again. Uh, Jalen Cunningham, the latest Ole Miss offensive lineman to transfer to Arkansas State. Of course, there's already been a couple um that were actually announced on signing day in Hamilton Hall and Tobias Braun. So this is, uh, as you can expect, a very large human. Jalen Cunningham uh, on the Ole Miss website was listed as 6'5", 330. I believe he actually played some uh, defensive tackle in high school ball. But a, a large, large offensive lineman. Uh, if you look at uh, his time at Ole Miss, he actually redshirted in 2018. That was his first year there on campus. Played in 10 games as a redshirt freshman, 10 games as a redshirt sophomore, 13 games and one start at right guard as a redshirt junior, and then as a redshirt senior was a guy that played uh, a lot of, uh, saw a lot of special teams action as well. So, one thing, you know, these other two Ole Miss transfers, I think those guys were, were tackles. Um, you do need a little bit more depth there at the guard position, so it looks like that's where Jalen Cunningham can come in and, and help out. And really, you just continue to, to need depth there on the offensive line. And that's certainly something that A-State has gone out and really, really, really addressed this season. Now, I guess it was probably, what, a week ago, week and a half ago, where we talked about what this offensive line might look like in 2023 after uh, we learn the news of, of Ethan Miner hitting the portal. So it's going to be a little bit of a different looking offensive line this year for the Red Wolves, but exactly what that is going to look like is still, is still uh, kind of a guesstimate. My very, 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 very uneducated guess on what the line could look like would be a few familiar faces, couple three familiar faces, couple transfers on the line. So at left tackle, if he continues to progress and show the same type of potential that this coaching staff believes that he can, I think we could possibly see a Larrick Watson this year. Just saw him in small, uh, small doses last season as a true freshman. I think he was out there for his four games, so a redshirt season for him, even though he did get to see a little bit of action. Uh, left guard could be still set there with... Makai Butler, who played in a whole lot of games last year. So great that uh, he's going to be back, continue to help on the offensive line, and just add a good, um, stable presence there. Center could be looking at Jacob Bayer, 
who is the Lamar transfer. Uh, there's a good chance that uh, he's going to have all the opportunities in the world to start, and he's got the talent to do so. So he was a big addition on signing day. A right guard, perhaps McKeelan Thomas. And, of course, the great thing about Thomas is that he's just so, 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 so versatile that really you could kind of figure out everything else on the line and then plug him just about anywhere, and he's going to excel. And then at right tackle, one of the previously announced Ole Miss transfers, neither Hall or Braun. And then you've just got, then you've just got uh, so so much more depth than you had last year. You hope that these guys, one of these guys, all three of these guys from Ole Miss, can be as solid of contributors as Jordan Rhodes was last season. By the way, Rhodes like a kind of under the radar huge pickup last year because obviously there was what he did on the field which was starting I believe every game except one and by the way if if you wanted more out of Rhodes please keep in mind that he played a good bulk of last season with a cracked shoulder so continue to go out there and play even through injury and contribute at a high level but then also you know, I think back to a conversation with Makila Thomas where he, he talked about how Rhodes um, was kind of that quiet leader by example, but a guy that was always in there taking notes, always focused, always paying attention, um, a smart player, a cerebral player. So he kind of left that mark on the offensive line room. And then even though he, he was just at A-State for a year, you know that he has gone out and talked with these Ole Miss guys about coming to Arkansas State. So he's been a recruiter for the Red Wolves as well. So a one-year addition ends up paying all of these dividends on and off the field, which is is pretty cool. Kind of have a, a, a good one-year guy there. Uh, one more note on A-State football, and then we need to step aside for a break here in uh, this hour, brought to you by David Martin, Office Interiors. Uh, if you haven't yet, and I haven't listened to the whole podcast yet, I've just listened to the clip, but I'm really looking forward to the podcast. Justin Parks is the guest on this week's Second to None podcast. The soon-to-be junior safety. He'll be a junior next year, so he's got two years remaining. From Gardendale High School in Alabama is, uh, first off, he is a really nice young man. But, hey, let's be honest. Everybody wants their football players to be more than just good guys, right? Uh, But the cool thing about Parks is just how much of a team leader he's become in such a short, short, short amount of time with Arkansas State. In fact, even his true freshman season, there were a couple games uh, in 2021 where he was designated as a team captain for that game. And then last year, he was a guy who stepped up and kind of became like the the de facto special teams captain. We know how good that unit was. And then, of course, played well at the safety position, too. The cool story that's up right now about, about Parks the clip that they've put out uh, kind of teasing the Second and None podcast. On his own, with no, no guidance, no encouragement from the coaching staff, Parks decided to go and seek out a former player in Rob Harley's defense. Because actually, you know, Coach Harley had been showing clips of, of you know, how the defense operated at Pitt and uh, what the guys were supposed to do. But Justin Parks wanted wanted you know, even more. So who did he reach out to? 
took it upon himself to actually reach out to DeMar Hamlin, who, of course, played in that defense for five years at Pitt. So they had had some back and forths this year. And that was, of course, you know, prior to Hamlin's collapse uh, a couple weeks back. And just I thought that was uh, an interesting an interesting story. Of course, he talked also about, you know, it being a scary situation, a routine hit. What was going through his head as a football player when you see things like that. Again, just kudos to, to Justin Parks taking the initiative there. And uh, continuing to try and get, get better as a player. Pretty cool. Again, that's on the second to none podcast. Way long overdue for a break. Let's step aside and take one. We'll be back here in just a moment for more on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. Crop prices rebounding this hour. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Act Network with your EAB New Market Report. March corn at 679 and a half, up four and a half, with May corn at 677 and three quarters, up four. March soybeans at 1528 and a quarter, up a half, with May soybeans at 1528, up three quarters. March wheat at 747 and a quarter, up three and a half. May wheat at 754 and three quarters, up two and three quarters. March cotton at 8261, up 32, with May cotton at 82. 95 up 35. March rice at 1795 down 19 and a half cents. May rice at 1813 down 29 and a half. Moving on to livestock now, February live cattle at 156.45, down 127.5, with April live cattle at 159.70, down 120. January feeder cattle at 179.62.5, down 162.5. March feeder cattle at 181.42.5, down 145. February lane hogs at 78.10, down 55. April hogs at 88.65, up 137.5. That's your EAB New Market Report brought to you by Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC, field tested and farmer approved. When choosing a lender for your agricultural business, it's smart to stay local. Farmers and Merchants Bank is rooted in Arkansas soil and has been a leader in ag lending for more than 75 years. Our community ties and knowledge of East Arkansas's ag industry ensure we can offer the best solutions to help you grow. Specialized products, competitive rates, and fast local service. At Farmers and Merchants Bank, growing your business is our business. Find your local ag lender at mebanking.com. Farmers and Merchants Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment, all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our safety. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. After 22 years in the NFL, Tom Brady's future once again in doubt. The quarterback has had a rough year in Tampa. The offensive line banged up. Teams struggled as a whole. They couldn't run the football, but there still appears to be plenty of life in Brady's arm. After the team's loss to the Cowboys last night, can't help but wonder what's next for the Hall of Fame. He's now 45. We don't even question that age anymore, do we? The quarterback officially an unrestricted free agent. As of right now, there are plenty of options for Brady. Tampa would love to have him back. Raiders, Niners, Dolphins, all rumored to be interested. And he's got the $375 million broadcasting contract with Fox waiting. It's impossible to predict which way Brady is leaning. He says he's taking it day by day. But with plenty of options available to him, it should be another interesting offseason for the all-time great. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.
This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal information like your name and address from 10 popular people's search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. That's discover.com slash online privacy protection. Open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van and you're opening up more than doors. You're unlocking potential with 16 body types, thousands of ways to customize. A Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help drive your ambitions as far as you want them to go. Now you could win your very own Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van customized by Gretsch RV by entering the Dan Patrick Show's Ultimate Fan Van Sweepstakes. To enter and get official rules, visit danpatrick.com for your chance to win. Hey guys, if you want to feel better than you have in a long time, you need to reach out to my friends at Elite Men's Health. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter, and people ask me all the time about my results with testosterone replacement therapy at Elite Men's Health. And I can tell you this firsthand, 100% testosterone replacement therapy works. So it's helped me feel better than I have in forever. So if you feel run down or tired all the time, you might have low testosterone. And if you feel like you have less strength than you used to, if you feel like you have less endurance, you you might have low testosterone. And if you're struggling to lose belly weight or experiencing lower libido, you might have low testosterone. And that's where Elite Men's Health comes in. Go by for an evaluation. Let Elite check your levels. And if your levels are low, let them develop a plan that's perfect for your body. So since I've been going to Elite, my total testosterone has increased 400%. And my free testosterone is up over 300%. So if you want to feel like you did when you were in your late teens and early 20s, head to Elite Men's Health. 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro and EliteMensHealth.com. How excited would the little ones in your life be to meet all their favorite princesses in real life? Well, then you won't want to miss the Foundation of Arts' Princess Brunch with Friends. Guests will have the opportunity to sit down for a scrumptious meal with all their favorite princesses. After this yummy brunch, guests will get to participate in a princess sing and dance along, featuring songs and dances from the FOA's upcoming production of Frozen Junior. This event is sure to be a magical experience experience for the little prince or princess in your life. Our Princess Brunch with Friends will be held at the Forum Theater on January 21st from 10 to 12. Get your tickets now at foajonesboro.org, over the phone at 870-935-2726, or by visiting the Forum Box Office. The Foundation of Arts is sponsored by Occasions, Dacus Mini Warehouses, the Jonesboro A&P Commission, Arkansas Arts Council, and East Arkansas Broadcasters. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Alex with you. A couple more segments in this new hour brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. By the way, if you need uh, any type of redesign there for your office... They can take care of you. Seating, work surfaces, cubicles, storage. Take care of all of that. DMI-office.com for more information. Following up on a conversation that uh, that, that Bootsy brought up in a previous phone call, ask uh, how, how, long, how long have we been doing Monday night football playoff games? I genuinely couldn't remember. <laughs> and uh, actually, last year's playoffs marked the first time the NFL scheduled a primetime playoff game for a day other than Saturday or Sunday. 
So if you if you are like us, you're like, man, how long how long have we been doing this? Not very long, not very long. So nine three zero three seven seven six is the number to call. Or KavanaughCars.com question, by the way, NBA related, actually specifically a question about the Memphis Grizzlies. How deep of a run will they make in this year's NBA playoffs? There's a whole, whole, whole lot of games to be played between now and then. In fact, uh, 39 regular season games still on the slate. So you certainly hope that the Grizzlies can stay healthy. I, I am never endingly concerned about John ja Morant for the simple fact that that guy has no regard whatsoever for his own body. Uh, just in terms of the way that he uh, has no issues, you know, launching himself at the basket. And uh, also seems to have absolutely no regard whatsoever for gravity. And, of course, you you wonder about uh, Desmond Bain. I think in, in some quotes that I've seen, that toe is not, the toe is not 100%. And it could be an issue where, could be an issue where there's some off-season surgery involved. But those are those are the concerns. Let's go to the phones and check in with Jerry. How are you? Well, fan in L.A. is having a hard time right now. Uh, I've been the most positive Arkansas State fan for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Okay? I would have to say. And, in fact, I got the very first Spirit Award in 04 that was ever handed out because I go to all the games. Mm-hmm. I have season tickets to all four of the major sports. And I have trying to find something positive for me right now. And I'm having a hard time. Every friend I got is negative about what I'm doing. Because, like, I'm up here this week to go to a basketball game on Thursday and mm-hmm. Saturday. And uh, it is depressing. Give me something positive. Oh, please. I know you're a positive person because I know your background pretty well. <laughs> um, uh, this is way too much silence. I should have had something ready to go. All right, so let's talk positive for the for the men's team. Um, the continued growth and and the development of of the freshmen on that team and Terrence Ford and Isaiah Nelson is uh, is a fun story to watch. Terrence Ford in particular. With the way he has already been able to contribute there at the guard spot as as a true freshman, has been uh, has been great. Um, and he's had Terrence, Terrence Ford. Terrence Ford is one of my small positives. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I agree. And and he's had to there because there's been some injuries there at the guard position. So the fact that he's been ready to to step in and have that nearly seamless transition from from high school to Division One basketball is a great story this season for Arkansas State men's basketball. And, of course, he's, he's going to get better as he continues to develop. So um, that's, that's, my, that's my highlight. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then uh, I heard your things on uh, we got a couple of offensive linemen to make up for what we lost. Yeah, I think, you know, the, it all, you're, you're always and, assuming and health. Everybody keeps telling me that or not ever. I keep telling everybody that our recruiting classes have been very good. Yes. Uh, the last two years, and and the athletic director and the coach both tell me I get a chance to speak to them every once in a while, and they uh, they both tell me that we're on track. 
but I don't have a friend one that'll tell me that or that'll agree with me. And so are we really on track? I hope so. Um, <laughs> like last year's offensive struggle, so much of that was dictated by, by the offensive line. Because even, you know, as soon oh, as... Yeah. As soon as the season began, practically, or three games into the season, you were without your right tackle. And then you had some other shifting to, to go around with it as well. Jordan Rhodes played hurt through the entire season. McKeelan Thomas played hurt through the entire season. So if you just have, if you have health next year at the offensive line, which is always a big if, but if you have a health there, then automatically that unit gets significantly better, and so does the entire offense. And, Jerry, I apologize to you. I hate to cut you off, but I've got to take one more break before we wrap up this okay. hour, and, and, and I got a hop no to it. Well, I'll listen to you. Okay. Thank you so much right. for the phone call today. Great to hear from you. All right. All right. All right. Bye-bye. And we really do uh, have to hit this break because we're going to come back and not have any time left. Keep it right here with us. We'll be back in a moment on the ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. It's a brand new year. And Local Tire and Wheel wants to pay you. In January, Local Tire and Wheel will give a $50 Walmart gift card to every customer that gets four new tires with their six-month same-as-cash deal. So we survived the holidays, and there's no doubt that the strain of buying Christmas gifts can cause some pain in your pocket. And that's why Local Tire and Wheel is extending their Christmas gift giving. Get four brand new tires for your ride. Six months, same as cash, and Local Tire and Wheel will give you a $50 Walmart gift card. So you get new tires today and peace of mind with roadside assistance and Local Tire Tire and Wheel will build a payment plan to fit your budget with no credit check and everyone approved. And in January, every single customer who takes advantage of local Tire and Wheel's six-month same-as-cash deal will receive a $50 Walmart gift card. It's like they're paying you to get new tires. Six months same-as-cash. Payments to fit your budget, no credit check, and everyone approved. Local Tire and Wheel. 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro. LocalTireandWheel.com. And on Facebook, search Local Tire and Wheel Jonesboro. Make today more interesting with Bentley's online sports betting action. You can bet on pro and college games with Bentley, the only online sports book in Arkansas and Tennessee. And right now, every new customer can cash in on a $250 risk-free first bet. Download the Bentley Sportsbook app now in the Apple and Google Play Store or visit Bentley.com. With Bentley, every game matters. Must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas or Tennessee to bet. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Watch out, folks. There's a new city that never sleeps. It's called Obesity USA. Population 115 million and getting bigger by the day and night. Because in Obesity USA, there are so many reasons to stay awake. Things like work, constant access to technology and media, job hunting, lack of exercise, bills, anxiety, insomnia, hypertension, diabetes, stress eating, fat shaming, and more work. It's no wonder one in three people in Obesity USA can't sleep. But who would want to when the fast food restaurants are open all night, too? Welcome to the state of America. Welcome to Obesity USA. To learn more, go to visitobesity.org. That's visitobesity.org. Brought to you by the Pennington Biomedical Research Foundation. When my daughter Mary Grace was two months old, she got a cough that wouldn't go away. Her coughing fits got so bad that she couldn't breathe and she turned purple. We had to rush her to the hospital. It turned out she had whooping cough. 
She was in the hospital for nearly a week. When we were told that she got it from an adult, we were devastated. There's a vaccine for adults that we should have gotten to protect her since she was still too young to be vaccinated herself. After Mary Grace got sick, I made sure my entire family was vaccinated. Whooping cough is on the rise in the U.S. The disease often is spread from adults to vulnerable infants who are at greater risk for hospitalization and even death. Adults should get vaccinated against whooping cough and other serious diseases. Vaccination protects adults and those around them. This is Dr. Susan Ream of the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases urging you to speak with your doctor about vaccination. For more information, visit www.adultvaccination.org. Imagine a disease that affects more than 10 million Americans, yet few know its name. I'm talking about lymphedema, L.E. Many people, like my mom, get it as a result of cancer treatment and afterwards face a lifetime of swelling and pain. The cruel irony is many times its severity can be lessened only if you learn about it and act in advance. If you're at risk, ask your doctor about lymphedema. Take this as your chance to learn and live. Learn more at lymphaticnetwork.org. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Kind of lying to you there on the segment intro because we'll ask you to hold that thought on your phone calls for just a moment unless uh, unless you want that phone call to be really, really brief because this new hour brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors is going to wrap up uh, here pretty, pretty quickly. You've still got uh, plenty of time to chime in in the second hour of the program, uh, which will include a conversation with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz at 1.30. Plenty more time to debate today's KavanaughCars.com question. How deep of a run will the Memphis Grizzlies make in this year's NBA playoffs? Alex, your bold prediction for how the Grizzlies might fare? I, I personally think the Grizzlies are the best team in the West right now, which okay. means... I haven't gone to the finals. I don't think there's any team in there that could beat them in a seven-game series in the West right now. I'm still cautious of the Warriors. I know no one wants to do that. And the Warriors haven't been up to you know their standards, but if they uh, if they get a you know top eight seed, they can survive the play-in if that's yeah. what they do. They have the talent to beat the Grizzlies, even if it's a one versus eight, two versus seven. But yeah. Grizzlies are a finals team, in my opinion. Okay, I like it. More on uh, the Grizz in the second hour of the program. We'll continue to look around the NBA. More on the NFL as well. And who knows what else we'll get into. I'll figure it out during the break. The more the better. Yeah. <laughs> more the better. Hit, hit all of them in the last hour. All of it. Yeah. Just uh, speed read headlines. Yeah, there you for go. For the final hour of the program. Alex, thanks for hanging out with us today. You guys, see you guys tomorrow. We've still got an hour to go, but we do have to step aside for a break first. Hope you guys keep it right here with us. We'll be back right after this for more of the Workday Red Zone.
this is Will Oswald with your Tuesday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update. We're Jim O'Flea's entire service. We're just a month away from the start of college baseball season. Arkansas State with a 35-game home schedule at Hamilton Stadium, Kell Field, including 15 of the first 16 at home. Season starts Friday, February 17th with a three-game series against the Golden Lions of UAPB. Arkansas picked eighth in the D1Baseball.com preseason top 25 poll, which came out this morning. The Razorbacks won nine SEC teams in the rankings, including LSU at number one and reigning national champ Ole Miss at number four. In women's college basketball last night, Vanderbilt hit a three-pointer with 4.3 seconds left to tie the game at 78, but Arkansas's Michaela Daniels hit a bank shot three from 35 feet at the horn to give Arkansas an 81-78 victory. And the Grizzlies made it 10 straight wins last night as they beat Phoenix 136-106 in the MLK Celebration Day game in Memphis. John Morant with 29, Desmond Bain with 28 for the Grizz. Four tires in one hour. That's guaranteed at Plants Tire Service, and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. NEA Golf Cars reminds you the next spring will be here before you know it. And when it arrives, make sure you're making your way around the course in a sweet ride from NEA Golf Cars. And you can book yours now by calling 236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars is home to all the top brands, including the industry-leading Onward by Club Car, plus a large selection of used carts and all the parts and accessories to make sure your cart looks and runs its very best. Visit NEAGolfCars.com or call 870-236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragool. Quick Lane in Jonesboro is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, and alignments. Quick Lane is the home of buy three, get one free on tires and oil changes. With tires starting as low as $59 and the everyday low oil change price of $34.99. Plus, financing options are available. At Quick Lane, we also do brakes and alignments for all makes and models. Your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, alignments, and oil changes is Quick Lane. At the corner of Caraway and Highland, next to Tommy's Car Wash. Or call 870-934-1907. Tenneco on Highway 49 North in Paragold is a diverse company that engineers and manufactures components for nearly every major automotive and commercial vehicle brand. And now there's never been a better time to join the Tenneco team. We're looking for machine operators for all shifts, starting at $18.95 an hour and more for second and third shift. Tenneco also needs material handlers, starting at $19.32 an hour. Benefits include health, vision, dental, and tuition reimbursement, and begin on day one. Apply now online at jobs.tenneco.com. That's jobs.tenneco.com. Tenneco is an equal opportunity employer. Whether you're building a home, repairing it, or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust J.T. White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name The Pros Trust and the one used on the most building sites, J.T. White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road, just off I-555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. One in four Americans today are living with a disability. I'm one of them. I care deeply about creating a world we can all fully participate in, free from stigma, misperceptions, and barriers. And we've got a trusted ally on our side, an organization we can rely on, Easter Seals. Rooted in communities nationwide, Easter Seals helps empower millions of people, regardless of age or disability, through its life-changing services and powerful advocacy. Today and every day, Easter Seals is leading the way to full equity, inclusion, and access to healthcare, employment, and education for people with disabilities, families, and communities. That's my Easter Seals. Make it yours. Learn more and get involved at EasterSeals.com.
This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Workday Red Zone. We made it a half uh, halfway through our Tuesday. It's one o'clock on January the seventeenth. Want to welcome in Ryan James to the program. Yep, good to be here. See I'm still Kara Ritchie, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same same old, same old on this side of the class. Yeah. Any any like exciting news to share with us today, Ryan? Any exciting news to share? It is a new day, new opportunities. Optimistic, hopefully. The rest of the week is just as good as today. Okay. I like it. I, I need to find a way to – we just need you to repeat that every day and then um, somehow work A-State Athletics into it. Yeah. But new day, that, new but opportunity. Like, going to be a great week for A-State Athletics. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and listen, those are still – like even I know the season might not be at its greatest right now. Those are still so fun to produce and make highlights and, you know, getting to work with the great Matt Stoltz like that. You can't really ask for a better broadcast. Okay. Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, is going to be here in studio with us. Speaking of, yeah. At one thirty. So mm-hmm. looking forward to that chat coming up later. Uh, in the meantime, today, our KavanaughCars.com question for you. How deep of a run will the Memphis Grizzlies make in this year's NBA playoffs? 9303776 is the number to call. They're on the Riot Fiber hotline. And looking around at your answers today, a little bit of a, a mixed bag. 36% of you. Saying the Grizzlies are going to get to the conference finals. 36% of you. Bold enough to pick them uh, to advance all the way to the NBA finals. Of course, it's been a really good week, uh, past week, for the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, they are, of course, on, on a 10-game win streak. So that, that always helps. They got that big win on national TV last night where they turned in just an absolute monstrous, monstrous third quarter and ended up upending the Suns 136-106. to 106. You flash back a few days before that. Of course, over the weekend there, you know, Jaw had that absolute ridiculous, insane dunk of the year dunk against the Indiana Pacers. And he's had just some really great outings lately. The game before that put up 38 points against the Spurs. So what does that all get you? 29-point effort last night, dunk of the year, the game before that, 38 points the game before that. Well, if you're John Moran, it gets you a drug test. <laughs> He put out on Twitter a couple of hours ago, quote, been drug tested like six times this season. Walked in the arena and found out I got another one today, end quote. Now, he did put, you know, the the laughing, crying emoji. So he is taking it in stride. But look, Jaw, there's not, there's not many people on the planet who can defy gravity in the way that he can. So I apparently they're just going to continue to be some skeptics out there but obviously look he's all clear he's already done this six times this year and been fine so we'll see what's uh what's ahead for the Grizzlies after this in terms of what's ahead for the Grizzlies on the schedule uh it is going to be a little bit tougher to close out this month of January than it than it started um 
they've got to face the Cavs. They, they've they got to face the Cavs on Wednesday. Of course, the good thing there is that they're playing that game at home where the Grizzlies are just an unstoppable, unstoppable machine. And they've got to face the Lakers on Friday. Of course, the Lakers are just not not great, but um, it's still LeBron. He's still going to be a tough matchup. That's a hungry team that's trying to find their way into the playoffs. Got to face the Suns again. And these Suns matchups have been really interesting. Now, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I didn't realize how much of a step back the Suns had taken this year. I, I really it, did not realize that they were below 500. And they are. They're not having the best of seasons. They actually dropped a few games heading into that one last night. But, you know, they they did have a dominant win over the Grizzlies right prior to this win streak starting. So even though the Grizzlies just went out and walloped them last night, you can't take anything for granted when these teams meet again on Sunday. And that one's going to be in Phoenix. That's actually the beginning of a... Or not the beginning, excuse me. The Lakers game is actually the beginning there of, of a five-game road trip. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough stretch. You've got the Suns on a Sunday. You've got the Kings on a Monday. The Kings, by the way, if you haven't been paying attention, are good this year. Then a couple nights later, the Warriors. A couple nights after that, the T-Wolves. So you're playing a lot of teams that are right at 500 or better. Or just a couple games below it. There are, there are no Magic left this month. There, there are no Hornets matchups left this month. There are no Spurs matchups left this month. So it is going to be a, a little bit tougher for the Grizzlies to close out January. But hey, look, 2023, this team is not lost yet this year. And awfully, awfully fun to watch in the meantime. Now, not to be a pessimist, but I am trying to kind of wrap my head around, you know, if it's not the Grizzlies, if the Grizzlies do not make a deep run, what could be some of the reasons behind it? And we talked in the previous segment about, about health. Um, there there have been a few guys that have been in and out of this lineup. We talked about the reasons for concern with, with Jaws' health. Uh, Desmond Bain, you know, is that toe going to hold up for the rest of the season? Brandon Clark's missed a few games. And health is certainly not something you, you can assume. One of the great things about this Grizzlies team, though, is that they are incredibly deep. So as long as there's not anything season-ending ending, uh, with with this team, then they should be able to withstand a bump or two in the road. You just got to cross your fingers <laughs> that that bump is, is not too significant. Other news and notes from around the association. It, it honestly did kind of sneak up on me that the Kings were decent this year. That's not really a conversation I'm used to having. But they're actually fifth right now, fourth, excuse me, in the Western Conference. After the Pelicans, Grizzlies, and Nuggets going from bottom to top of the standings. Dallas, I feel like, you know, that could still be a little bit of a challenge for the Grizzlies. I just don't feel like Memphis matches up against Luca well. It seems like they, they should be able to, but they just have not over the past few years. That team has been a challenge. Golden State is certainly not going away quietly, even though they're only 22 and 22 right now. And I'm trying to think of the last time we've seen the Grizzlies and Pelicans square off where you've had two healthy teams going at each other. There have been 
you know, even with these teams being being Western Conference foes, I feel like there's just been such a limited amount of times where we've seen Ja versus Zion. So that could be an intriguing matchup as well. But 9303776 is the number to call. How deep of a run will the Memphis Grizzlies make in this year's NBA playoffs? 13% of you guys are haters. One series and done is what you're saying. But to be fair, you know, you guys were haters uh, last week when we asked you the question of whether or not you think Scott Rowland is a Hall of Famer. You know, flashing back to January 12th is when we asked you all that. 52% of you said no. That he's not, but uh, thankfully, at least for the for the Cardinal homers, the actual baseball rider voters seem to disagree with you. As checking in on the latest vote, Scott Rowland has 80%, 80.4% is how many ballots he's appeared on in terms of those that have been turned in uh, thus far. So... So far on 131 of those 155 public ballots, it's about 41% of the ballots that have been turned in so far. So certainly, you know, not not a lock to get in by any stretch of the imagination. And then, of course, all of the voters who typically don't turn in public ballots, those dudes have a tendency to vote for, like, a person. So he's probably not going to pull very strong on those ballots. But he looks a little bit better in the actual voting than in you all's voting. Hope he gets in. He is actually uh, the leader in the clubhouse right now in terms of, of percentage. Todd Helton is close to 80% as well. Last year, kind of a weird year where, where nobody was elected into the hall. It'd, it'd be super weird to have back-to-back seasons where that was an occurrence. And it's it's possible. The MLB Hall of Fame announcement is going to be, I think it is one week from today. Let me double check on that so I'm not lying to you. I feel like it's either the 24th or the 25th. The very first thing I click on here from MLB.com does not have that date. Come on, guys. I'll double check on that. Oh, it is one week from today is when they'll announce the results of that hall of fame voting. And so if there is a new inductee, they'll have it on MLB.com or MLB TV, whatever, and have the phone calls that they record live where everybody gets all emotional, which I'm not, I'm not judging. I get emotional watching those phone calls. So I can't imagine what it, what it's like to be a part of that phone call. But one week from today, we'll know whether, Scott Rowland is officially an MLB Hall of Famer or just if he'll spend another year as a Cardinals Hall of Famer. Uh, let's go ahead and step aside. 9303776 is the number to call on the Riot Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. Open phone lines during the break. How deep of a run will the Grizzlies make in this year's NBA playoffs? We'll be back. We will be back. I can't talk today. We'll be back right after this here on The Ticket. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, you speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. 
Make today more interesting with Bentley's online sports betting action. You can bet on pro and college games with Bentley, the only online sports book in Arkansas and Tennessee. And right now, every new customer can cash in on a $250 risk-free first bet. Download the Bentley Sportsbook app now in the Apple and Google Play Store or visit Bentley.com. With Bentley, every game matters. Must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas or Tennessee to bet. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. In a new year with many changes to come, one thing you can always count on staying the same is Mr. T's being open 365 days a year in 2023. Mr. T's is the home of the coldest beer at the absolute lowest prices. And no matter which direction you're coming from, it's always worth the drive to Mr. T's. Either cross those Kahlua-colored waters of the St. Francis River at Riverside or head to Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. Hytrel's mission is to create material handling technology and relationships that move the world. You see the mission statement being lived out pretty much everywhere at Hytrel. It's a pretty unique mission in that there's a greater purpose in it. Think about the idea of moving the world, everything that we use in our day-to-day lives, that our families use, everything is impacted by the work that we do at Hytrel. And so there's a bigger purpose there. Become a part of the Hytrol family. Visit careers.hytrol.com. Hi, this is Jordan Kohler, owner of Roof Raiders. One of the best parts of my job is hearing from our customers. Hey, it's Matt Stoltz, and recently our house needed a new roof. Roof Raiders met with the insurance adjuster, set up a time to come out, and my entire roof was finished in two days. What I thought might be a huge headache was made remarkably easy by the folks at Roof Raiders. Locally owned with fast, reliable service, we're ready to serve your family best. Visit RoofRaiders.com. Roof Raiders, always on top. Roof Raiders works hard to keep a roof over our heads. And when it needs to be repaired, go with the locally owned, five-star rated, and award-winning professionals that cover Northeast Arkansas. I'm talking Roof Raiders. Roof Raiders works fast, and they take extra care to make sure every shingle and nail and detail is done right. And Roof Raiders takes the extra step of working with your insurance adjusters on the phone or face-to-face to negotiate on your behalf. Call now for a free inspection. 870-919-6085. That's 870-919-6085 or online at roofraiders.com. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. Farmers and Merchants Bank announces the lobby of our new branch in Jonesboro is now open. The drive-thru is an MVP center with live video tellers 7 to 7 weekdays and 9 till noon on Saturdays. So in addition to our beautiful bank on Highland, you can also visit our new branch at the corner of Southwest Drive and Parker. More MVPs, more ATMs, more me banking at Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC. The Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo, the largest bridal expo in the region, is coming up Sunday, January the 29th. This is our 26th year for the Bridal Expo, where we've connected over 7,000 brides with businesses all over the area to create their dream wedding. For booth space for the Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo, contact Lori at 870-930-0910. That's 870-930-0910. It's the largest bridal expo in Northeast Arkansas. Sunday, January 29th at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center in Jonesboro. Don't delay. Call for booth space. 
price today at 870-930-0910. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. 15 minutes out from a conversation with voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. So clearly more A-State talk on the horizon here on today's Workday Red Zone. In the meantime, though, the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications is open. Bringing you the right speed at the right price right now. Check availability for your area at rightfiber.com. That number, 870-930-3776. Our number, our number, not their number. Our right fiber number not there right fiber number you can chime in on today's question um how deep of a run will the memphis grizzlies make in this year's nba playoffs obviously we'll we'll be talking about some hoops today with stoltzy but uh, just a reminder we are one month away from the college baseball season getting underway of course uh that means the red wolves are going to be out on the field at tomlinson stadium Kelfield on friday february the 17th and they'll start that 2023 slate with a three-game series against UAPB. Again, uh, there's going to be a whole lot, a whole lot of opportunities to catch the Red Wolves in Jonesboro this year. 35 home games on that slate, which is a program record. Um, it is going to be a tough slate this year, which was expected because of the expansion of the Sunbelt Conference and bringing in some very, very good teams there. And then, of course, A-State typically has a a you know decent amount of of solid non-conference teams on that schedule year to year anyways and this year is no different uh this is also of course the time of year where we start seeing different polls and things like that preseason polls come out across baseball d1 baseball put out their top 25 today and the red Wolves are slated to face three teams in those preseason top 25 rankings of course uh, a whole lot, whole lot of SEC representation on the in the top twenty-five. Excuse me, as it looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of the top ten teams are from the SEC. Arkansas clocks in at number eight. LSU, the preseason number one, followed by Tennessee, Stanford, Ole Miss, and Texas A and M. And then you don't have to scroll too far to find what will be a Sunbelt opponent for the Red Wolves in Southern Miss, and they clock in at 18th. Be interested. They don't really do an others receiving votes on the, the D1 baseball poll, but I would have been curious to see who might else from the Sunbelt have, have gotten a little bit of love. But yeah, A-State's going to face number four Ole Miss. In fact, that first midweek, that first Tuesday midweek, will be a trip to Oxford. But then Ole Miss will also play a game in Jonesboro. A-State playing one game this year at Baumwalker against Arkansas. And then that three-game series against Southern Miss is going to be played at Southern Miss. Of course, and, and at some point in time this season, we'll see other Sunbelt teams probably in that top 25. So a tough slate this year for the Red Wolves, absolutely. No doubt about it, but not unexpected once this team gets into Sunbelt Conference play. One month from today is when the season begins. Two months from today is when the Sunbelt slate will begin. In the meantime, uh, today, while we've been talking a little bit of everything, we probably have not talked as much as we should have about 
the NFL playoffs. And part of that is because, you know, we did touch base on it a little bit yesterday, at least in terms of the good games. And last night was not a good game. It, it just wasn't. Uh, I thought it would have been interesting if maybe Tom Brady could pull off another historical NFL playoff comeback. But clearly that is, that is not what unfolded last night with Tampa Bay just looked kind of inept on every side of the in every possible way against the Cowboys you know getting getting some points on the board there in the end maybe just a tiny sliver of excitement late but that's that's about it uh one big note from that game I want to mention before we get into all the Tom Brady hoopla Russell Gage who was that player who went down last night and was taken off the field by by stretcher late in that game. He seems like he's going to be okay. Uh, the Buccaneers put out a statement today that he was kept in the hospital overnight for testing and observation. Of course, he took like a he took like a helmet to the neck. I mean, it was a, it was another scary situation. But they also elaborated yesterday in saying that Russell Gage had movement in all of his extremities although he is going to continue to go, undergo additional testing. So thankfully, again, it does appear that, that Gage is going to be okay. As for Tom Brady's future, nothing right now. But more on that in a moment. Let's check in with Chuck. How are you? I'm doing good, Kara. How about yourself? Hey, doing well. Thank you for the phone call. Hey, last night, did it not look like Tom Brady had the deer and the headlight look. I felt like <laughs> I felt like he just looked frustrated a lot. Like he just was doing all he could, and he wasn't mad. He was just disappointed. I mean, it just—I uh, mean, he threw incomplete passes like nothing last night. Yeah. I mean, it's not the Tom Brady that I'm used. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, look, he slowed down a step. Is his career over? No. Is he still better than several other NFL quarterbacks right now? Yes. But he's, he's, Father Time is, is slowly narrowing the gap there. And it's about to, to catch up with him hard. And then, too, like that offensive line for Tampa Bay is not good. So I don't know how much of, how much of some of those throws last night might have been rushed. Right. He looked, he looked out of sync last night he really did is what yeah. I guess what I was trying to say and I'm my opinion a lot of the problem is he didn't have that big time tight end yeah. that he's used to having you know I mean I couldn't even tell you the name of the tight end on Tampa Bay now <laughs> I Howard and Gronk is gone you know yeah I mean look Gronk was uncoverable basically for for numerous different times of his career he was he was too fast to be covered by a linebacker and too big to be covered by a safety yeah he was i mean he's always had you know he's always had a good tight end and i just don't think he had one in tampa this year you know i really, I really don't yeah he just did not this was there were plenty of years there in 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 New England where he didn't may, maybe necessarily have like a, a dynamic receiver. Or they didn't have a dynamic run game, but they always had a good tight end and they always had a decent offensive line. And they didn't have either one of those 
this year in terms of in terms of the O line or the TE. So uh, because of that, then everything else suffered. They didn't have a, a run game last night at all. No, they didn't. I don't even think they tried to run the ball. I mean, I don't know. I didn't turn it on to about half uh, the halftime. And when Dallas went up 24 to nothing, I turned it off because I figured it was over. Time was getting blowed out. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the first time in his career that he was below 500 for the year. You know, had a losing season. Yeah, yeah that, sounds, that, that sounds about right. You know? I mean, I don't think he washed up. I think he's done in Tampa. I really do. But I think he'll be back for one or two more years. What's your opinion? I I don't – if you're Tom Brady and you went through everything in your personal life in the offseason and you retired and then you unretired, or not even in the offseason but during the season in your personal life, like is is last night what you came back for? No, I think he'll play another year. I mean, you know, I don't think he would have retired last year if it hadn't have been for – or this year, whatever, if it hadn't have been for his wife. Yeah. You know, and then they ended up getting the divorce anyway. So. But that's all I had on that topic. What's your question of the day? How deep of a run are the Grizzlies going to make in this year's NBA playoffs? Finals. Okay. I think this is their year to go to the finals. I really do. Well, Kara, thanks for taking my call. Y'all have a great day and go Red Wolf. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Chuck. And by the way, I'm, pro- I'm not doing the world's best recap of, of last night's game again. I I muted it at the half and started started reading a book. I just did not see any way in my head possible that the Bucks were going to come back and win that game, even though, of course, you know, Tom Brady was a quarterback behind, one of the greatest comeback wins in NFL history, if not the greatest. I just could not see that unfolding last night. So if I've done <laughs> if I've done a poor job of recapping that game, well, I have no excuse. I, did, I just glanced up a few times at the second half. So I apologize if I've not, not done the best in, in that job. I... Of course, social media, the internet, TikTok, everything else have had some really interesting theories as to why Tom didn't necessarily look great last night, hasn't necessarily looked great this season. And, uh, of course, it's it's clearly because his ex-wife, Giselle, was a witch. That is the latest internet theory out there, if you haven't been paying attention. There have been stranger... <laughs> Twitter and TikTok theories, but none are coming to mind right now. So I tell you what, we're going to step aside when we come back from this break. We're going to have Voice of the Red Wolves, Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, in studio with us right after this here on The Ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Experience meets innovation at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. After more than 135 years of servicing our East Arkansas communities, we are the region's largest independently owned bank. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas continues to invest in new products and services to best serve all our banking customers. This year, we've rolled out mobile pay technology, enabled mobile depositing from wherever you are, and a new roundup savings feature to help you take charge of your savings. 
Come and see what's new at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDIC. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. Visiting with A-State Safety, Justin Parks, about DeMar Hamlin. Like, I asked him a question about a certain blitz and certain coverage, and, like, he'll give me feedback because he you knows the system like the back of his hand. So, Coach Harley hooked you up with DeMar Hamlin when you got here. Yeah. Uh, we were just watching his tape, and then, like, I took the initiative to text him because I wanted to learn the defense bad because, like, I ran a similar defense in high school, but we ran it out of a three-man front out of four down. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the Second to None Podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast. As the world faces the challenges of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, Lions recognize that kindness matters now more than ever. And Lions and Leos are finding ways to continue to serve our communities, including ordering food delivery for healthcare workers, holding story time for children online, and providing surgical masks to medical professionals and first responders. Empowering us to do more, Lions Club's International Foundation has provided nearly $2.5 million in grant funding for COVID-19 relief. And that support continues to grow. For more than 100 years, in times of need, Lions always find a way to help those around them. And after we emerge from this, we will be stronger than ever. Visit lionsclubs.org to learn more. Eleanor steals your heart. She was diagnosed at five weeks old, a type of leukemia, and it's associated with Down syndrome. Being able to come to St. Jude was a blessing and the best place for her. Talking to the doctors and nurses, they were on top of it. They got this, we got this, it's gonna be okay, and we're gonna get through this. Here it's like a celebration of life. There's so much great stuff happening. The doctors and nurses are her best friends, and you can tell that they love her, and you could tell she loves them, and that relationship is just amazing. We're just so grateful for them. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting, like basketball analyst Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team. 100% of donations fund game-changing cancer research. Donate now at V.org. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Oh, we welcome you back into the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan still hanging out. Definitely threw a topic at 
voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, during the break that he was not expecting, but that no. is okay. Threw me a curve. But uh, you're in good spirits today, right? You saw your Cowboys pick up a win last I'm night. I'm always in good win. spirits. But, yes, the Cowboys did win last night. That was fun to watch. Actually, About a, as complete of a win as yeah. you could ask for. I'll be honest. It was not fun to watch if you were not a Cowboys fan. We saw that great slate on Sunday where everything was competitive, and last night was, was kind of a dud unless you had a rooting interest. Yeah, and, and I really didn't know what to expect last night. You know, either the Cowboys were going to respond well from – you know, that poor performance yeah. the final week of the regular season against the Redskins, or, you know, they were going to just continue along that path. And I thought they came out and uh, just played like gangbusters last night. They were fantastic uh, in almost every phase. They're going to do, do the same against the Niners, right? I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think the Niners are an absolute machine right now. I don't know if anybody's going to beat them. Okay. All right. So we won't put you on the spot and make you do a score prediction or anything like that. Well, I'm sure I'll gain more confidence as, as the week goes oh, along. Okay. But that's usually the way these things work. <laughs> uh, let's, I'll talk myself into it by go. Sunday. There you go. Uh, let's recap the week that was for, for Arkansas State men's basketball. Flashing back to Thursday at First National Bank Arena. You know, a real competitive game between A-State and Texas State, but it was one of those games where, where A-State just never could completely chip away at, at the Bobcats' lead there in the second half. Yeah, they were there, and it, you felt like they might get over the hump that whole time. But yeah. you're right, just, you know, it, it didn't matter how close they got, and they got to within two or three points on several occasions, but just couldn't get over that hump. And the most deflating moment of that game was – you know, Texas State's up 53-50, to 50 and the Red Wolves do such a good job defending throughout the entire shot clock. It's down to one, and then Tyrell Morgan, who's a good player for him, one thing he does not do well is shoot threes. He was shooting 9% from three on the season. He gets it a couple of feet uh, behind the line, has to jack one up, and it goes, and they're up six at that point. And then, you know, Mason Harold, they're – fantastic point guard who's a first-team all-league guy. Uh, he hit a really tough contested three late in the game as well. And, you know, Texas State ends up winning that game by three points. So, yeah, that, w that was a rough start to the week and certainly had a, a good chance in that game to knock off a team that's won the conference the last couple of years. Then, you know, you get to Saturday, that was a game against Southern Miss, who's had a, a really good, somewhat kind of surprising season so far, and really competitive first half. Got there a little bit late following the Cardinals' caravan, watched some great basketball, but then the second half, Southern Miss came out hot. A-State could never catch up. What what was the deal there with, with the tail of those two halves? Well, I thought we came out great. Just played some fantastic basketball right out of the gate. Looked like we were ready to play, uh, and... Yeah, dead even at the half against maybe the most talented team in the league right now. They're the oldest team in the nation this year, Southern Miss. You know, they brought in nine transfers, and they've had this incredible turnaround after winning seven games last year. They're now sitting at 15-4, and four, and uh, they're really big. I know Coach Bellotto and I were talking about it before the game. He didn't necessarily just love the matchup because of their size yeah. and physicality, and you know, I thought our guys more than held their own in that first half. But, 
you know, he said right after the game, and I and I brought it up last night during the show. I couldn't remember him ever saying this during a post game show, but during the interview, and I think he said the same thing to the media afterwards. He, he said, "Look, those first ten minutes were kind of a blur. I'm going to have to go back and watch yeah. the film to see exactly what happened and break it down." So I kind of followed up on that last night during Live with the Red Wolves, and he said, you know, it just came down to second-chance points, and I think that that was the biggest thing for Southern Miss. Uh, They were getting way too many opportunities, and they were taking advantage of their size, and uh, they had a big rebounding edge in that second half, and, you know, we weren't executing the way we were in the first half on the offensive end of the floor. Yeah, I think we only shot 26% in the second half so yeah tough to tough to beat a good team when all that's going on and uh, those first 10 minutes of the second half uh, just uh, just kind of crushed them two more tough matchups coming up this week against some really good teams in, in Louisiana Marshall they are going to be in Jonesboro but I mean this team like you you got to get back in the win column I mean what yeah well, what I think when you, have to do differently? when you look back on this homestand, it, it's always neat. You say, hey, we got a four-game homestand yeah. coming up. Well, you can look at these four teams that we've played, Texas State and Southern Miss, last week, and now coming up with Cajuns and, and Marshall. You may look back after this and say, hey, we just played the four best teams in the yeah. conference, you know, consecutively. And, you know, if not the top four, maybe – four of the top five or six teams in the league right now. So, yeah, this is another big challenge this week. Uh, Cajuns have a really good player in Jordan Brown, their big man. Uh, I think that uh, you got to worry about him. They're playing some good ball right now. And, uh, you know, Marshall's a team that uh, that had blown out Southern Miss uh, yeah. last Thursday night. And, uh you know, they've got a ton of experience. Uh, they're an older team as well, and they love to run. But, you know, Coach Bilotto, uh brought it up last night, uh, and, and I know he told the team right after the game, he said, look, we're going we're gonna to play more in transition. We've got to pick up the pace. We've got to push the basketball. And I'm interested to see just how that translates to the floor coming up on Thursday night uh, against, you know, another good team in the Cajuns. I think that you know, if they if they come out and run, that's when they seem to be at their best. And really, this team needs to do something different offensively right now because that's been the biggest issue with them. Seven o'clock is when that game against the Cajuns is going to tip off on Thursday at First National Bank Arena. Of course, that means six thirty your pregame time on one hundred seven nine K Fine. Uh, looking forward just a little bit. We'll we'll fast forward mm-hmm. to February. We're one month out today from the start well, of Arkansas State baseball. Now now obviously you're you're a little busy right now with, with some other things mm-hmm. A State related, but when do you start, you know, diving into these rosters looking ahead, especially a year like this where there's there's gonna be a lot of new names and faces on this team. Oh, we got twenty two new players on the roster. So it's <laughs> it's a very different looking baseball team. It it was uh Almost a complete overhaul of the roster after last season. I, I know, and I dropped in and uh, hung out with the coaching staff for a while the other day, and I, I know they're really excited about what they've seen just, you know, through the fall and the first couple of practices since the guys have been back. And, um, you know, they they like this team. I think we're going to be significantly better on the mound than we were a season ago, which is uh, exciting. And uh, I think, you know, position player-wise and, you know, what they have 
at the plate this year. I think they've upgraded there as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they have. As we all know, uh, we're competing in one of the tougher conferences in all of college baseball. That was the case already. We're even better now yeah. with the additions uh, in the Sun Belt Conference. But uh, for those who saw the schedule, which came out here in the last few days, uh, I think that's uh, that's one of the most exciting things I've seen in a while because uh, we've got a record number of home games at, at the time, and you know, hopefully that makes up a little bit for that 2021 season when I think we were on the road about 75 to 80 percent of the of the time. But uh, you know, to play 35 of 56 games at home is is uh, pretty neat. So I'm looking forward to that. Not many trips out of Jonesboro at all until conference play begins. Yeah. Pretty cool. I'm okay with that. <laughs> stunner, stunner. Yeah, 15 of the first 16 games are at home. So, And the only game that's on the road during that stretch is that, uh, that game that's always on the schedule, that first midweek uh, in Oxford yeah. on February 21st. So that's, uh, that's always a, a fun one to do. And a road game I, I really never mind doing yeah. because that's a fun atmosphere and uh, a place where I know our guys get really excited to play at. Of course, we'll be a little bit uh, into baseball season. Next thing you know, it'll be it'll be spring camp uh, for Arkansas State yes. football. I, I know you guys talked with Justin Parks on the podcast. A really interesting clip that that you all tweeted out and that we've heard on some of our commercial breaks as well. I imagine that was a pretty neat conversation. Yeah, that uh, I, I really encourage uh, all of our fans to, to listen to the podcast uh, every week, but in particular this week, because Justin Parks is just a fascinating young man. I mean, he, he's a guy, how many true freshmen are named team captain? Yeah. And he was named team captain for multiple games of his true freshman season. And you saw the kind of trust, and, and I see it every time uh, you know, I talk with Coach Jones about him, uh, just the trust that he has in Justin Parks. And, you know, right after the season when they're evalu- evaluating the current roster and getting ready to you know, bring in the recruits, uh, you know, Justin Parks is the first player he mentions. I mean, he, he is extremely involved with uh, helping – Coach Jones and this staff kind of know what's going on on the inside. And he wants to be in that role. He is a true leader and uh, talked about a lot of the things that he did. You know, one thing that Arkansas State does that not a lot of schools do is they have a player panel that when recruits come in, Mm -hmm. Justin Parks and the other current players on the roster there's a few of them. They sit down with the players and or the recruits and their parents, and nothing that's said in that room is repeated to the coaches. It's it's strictly in confidence. Any questions they have that maybe they're afraid to ask in front of the coaches, they can ask those players, and they're going to tell it to them straight. And players that have signed with us have come to Justin Parks and our coaching staff and, and just – commented on what a big difference that's made because not many other schools if at all do that and you know Justin Parks is a big part of that process and you know he's going to be a good player on on the field but you mentioned the clip and uh, I think Brad and I uh, were were kind of blown away uh, with his connection to DeMar Hamlin and 
you know, uh, I encourage people to, to listen to it. But with uh, with this particular story, Justin Parks had come in as a true freshman the year before last, and he's watching film with our defensive coordinator now, Rob Harley, who was the linebackers coach at Pitt while DeMar Hamlin was playing safety at Pitt. So they're watching the defense, and Justin's trying to learn it. And just on his own, Justin Parks decides to direct message DeMar Hamlin to ask questions about the defense. Well, DeMar Hamlin tweets him right back. They exchange numbers. They start texting. And any time that Justin Parks had a question about a particular coverage, anything about the defense, DeMar Hamlin would answer right back. So especially with everything that's happened over the last couple of weeks, I thought that story was pretty amazing in the fact that uh, Justin Parks has been helping our players learn the defense here at Arkansas State and under Coach Harley. So uh, just a a fascinating uh, tidbit from that conversation. And the whole thing, uh, I think our fans uh, will be – Really excited to hear a lot of the stuff that's going on with that football program. I'll brag on Justin Parks on on one additional thing. He's a, a huge supporter of his fellow student athletes. Uh, I've seen him at every basketball game I've been to this year. So you always like yeah. to to see all of those players and encouraging He's everybody in. else in in that uniform. He is all in, and you love to see that yeah. with the student athletes. And I think that's what Coach Jones sees about it. Sees him. When he talks to him about the future of this program, you can you can tell he's all in, and that's why Coach Jones trusts him as much as he does, and uh, why when you you sit down and talk with Justin, you are excited about what's coming up in the very near future. We'll be excited to to listen to all of that again. All I've heard so far is a clip, so I'm looking forward to listening to that. Yep. this afternoon. Thanks for hanging out with us, Dolce. It's always fun. We'll let you get back to talking yourselves into. Talking yourself into a Cowboys win. I'll start the process. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get there by <laughs> Sunday or not. We'll uh, keep us updated. All right, I will. <laughs> uh, we'll take one more break today. Come back and wrap up a Tuesday a Tuesday edition of the Workday Red Zone right after this on the ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone weekdays noon to two on the Ticket Radio Network. Registration for the spring semester is underway at East Arkansas Community College. If you want to make a change in the new year, let EACC help you get there. With a lower cost and more support, you'll receive a better overall experience. On-campus, virtual, and blended classes are available for the spring semester. Returning students can register online. Advising and testing for new students are available on campus and virtually. Call 870-633-4480, extension 252, or email advising at eacc.edu to schedule an appointment for testing or to meet with an advisor. There's never been a better time to enroll in classes at EACC. Choose EACC, a place to grow, to thrive, and to succeed. Register soon. Classes begin Tuesday, January 17th. 
Tenneco on Highway 49 North in Paragold is a diverse company that engineers and manufactures components for nearly every major automotive and commercial vehicle brand. And now there's never been a better time to join the Tenneco team. We're looking for machine operators for all shifts, starting at $18.95 an hour and more for second and third shift. Tenneco also needs material handlers, starting at $19.32 an hour. Benefits include health, vision, dental and tuition reimbursement and begin on day one. Apply now online at jobs.tenneco.com. That's jobs.tenneco.com. Tenneco is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, John G. for George Gale Motors in Newport. It's important to know people you can trust. Sure, there's a lot of places you can buy a vehicle, but there's just a few hometown dealerships left with honest local people that will be there for you when you need them the most. George Gale Motors is one of those dealerships. We've been helping our neighbors drive dependable vehicles and save money year after year. We're hardworking folks helping hardworking folks. George Kell Motors off Highway 67, exit 85 in Newport. George Kell Motors and GMC, we are professional grade. At Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas, we know that great vision matters, both on the field and in the stands. The glasses shop at Vision Care Center features expert stylists and a broad selection of styles and frames. Plus, Vision Care Center offers diagnosis, treatment, and care for an assortment of eye conditions. Your road to excellent vision starts at Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas. Call 870-932-2211 to schedule an appointment today at any of our Jonesboro, Paragould, or Pocahontas locations. Whether you're building a home, repair, Repairing it or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust J.T. White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name the pros trust and the one used on the most building sites, J.T. White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road, just off I-555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. It's time for the 52nd Annual Junior Auxiliary of Jonesboro Charity Ball, Saturday, March 4th at the Embassy Suites by Hilton Red Wolf Convention Center. Tickets are $175 per person, and you can get them now online at jajonesboro.org. That's jajonesboro.org. This year's theme is a circus soiree, a night under the big top. Registration will begin at 5.30 p.m. with the program and dinner at 6.30 and the live auction at 7.30. This year's program includes gaming with a poker tournament, dancing, live and silent auctions, and much more. And live music this year with Memphis Soul Review performing on the Tommy's Express Car Wash stage. All funds raised through the event will go to support the 12 projects that are funded by the Junior Auxiliary in Craighead County. We'll see you at the 52nd Annual Junior Auxiliary of Jonesboro Charity Ball, Saturday, March 4th at the Embassy Suites by Hilton Red Wolf Convention Center. Be sure to follow Junior Auxiliary of Jonesboro on social media for more details leading up to the Charity Ball. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, we have hit the home stretch here on today's Workday Red Zone. So uh, just a couple minutes left. Uh, last call on the Right Fiber Hotline at 9303776. Of course, you can weigh in on any of the topics we've touched on today, but also on today's KavanaughCars.com question, which is how deep of a run will the Memphis Grizzlies make in this year's NBA playoffs? At the end of the day, well, you guys are kind of split on this. A third of you think they'll make it to the conference finals. Also a third of you think they'll make it all the way. To the NBA Finals, 13% of you haters think it's going to be one and done this year for the Memphis Grizzlies. Of course, uh, still a lot of basketball to play. 39 games left in the regular season. We're not even 
close to the All-Star break yet. So <laughs> there's still a lot that's that's a lot of twists and turns that this season will take for Memphis and around the association. But right now, man, Grizzlies, Grizzlies looking good. Ten in a row. Ten in a row for Memphis and just so many different highlight moments along the way for the Grizzlies. Our daily question brought to you by CavanaughCars.com. We tell you all the time that you can find the full inventory across all Kavanaugh dealers there at KavanaughCars.com. But you can also reach out to Kavanaugh about selling your vehicle. Uh, you don't have to worry about an, an online marketplace. You don't have to worry about any spammers or scammers. You just go to KavanaughCars.com. There's a banner across the top of the page that says, We Buy Cars. Click here now. You will click there and uh, input just a little bit of information. They'll reach out to you and get that process started. And then eventually, you'll take them a vehicle and they'll give you a check. Easy enough by getting started at, at KavanaughCars.com. Last night, of course, was uh, not necessarily that that close of a playoff game between the Bucks and the Cowboys. In fact, I feel like the 31-14 final score is <laughs> maybe even closer than, than the game actually was itself. So for the most part, you know, everybody, everybody all right with, with that outcome. For the most part. Because one of the quirks of the story last night, one of the quirks of that game, was the fact that Cowboys kicker Brett Maher was kind of a trash bag last night in terms of his kicking abilities. Four extra points is what he missed, which is which is wild. That's look, the extra points are supposed to be like the the lowest stress kicks that that he can attempt. And I think he missed three all season prior to last night. I believe I looked at the stats earlier, fifty out of fifty three, maybe, and then last night just one out of five. Now, again, it, it did not impact the outcome in any way, shape, or form. But one note, again, it was a 31-14 to 14 final. The over for the betting total last night was set at 40 half and a half at kickoff. So 67% of the money last night was on the over. If Mara had made one, one of those four missed extra points, would have been gravy. All those tickets would have cashed. There was also apparently a large majority of wagers that bet MGM on him to make over two and a half extra points. He just would have had to go three out of five. But instead, one for five significantly impacting the over significantly impacting a uh, prop on his kicking as well so anyways this is example number 8472 on why I do not gamble if you do man you do you but uh, not not for me <laughs> and we can and when we continue to always see stories like that uh, probably not going to be for me for a long, long time. That wraps up today's Workday Red Zone. A big thank you to Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, for joining us in studio. If you missed that chat, you can find it later this afternoon at 953theticket.com. And of course, don't forget about that second to none podcast that dropped this morning as well. Keep it here. Dan Patrick on the way for you next, followed by The Drive with Kate Carlton at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. 
Birthday Reds. That'll be back tomorrow at noon. For Ryan, for Alex, I'm Kara. Thanks so much for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great day.